Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Explorers, welcome back to the Starfield Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Dave Chaffins, and we took last week off. I was on a trip. I celebrated, Dave, I celebrated 15 years married to my wife. And we went on Congratulations. a Congratulations. Thanks. Um, unfortunately, though, you've entered the um, the other reality. You're now a starborn. That never happened. And we've been doing the show, and um, now you're in this other reality with me. Um Oh no! Wait. So, so it's almost like it's almost like I summoned the other version of myself, who was like happily married and uh, went on a cruise this last week, and this version of myself that never happened. And so you're my only friend, and I'm lonely now. Is that? I mean, th- this is this is the scenario. You're just speaking facts at this point. Um, and and much like those facts, I think we're going to get into some uh, other interesting facts about a character in the game this week, who also summoned his alternate self into a different reality we're talking about barrett we've been going through different characters this week we're talking about barrett dave barrett has a weird first name or at least weird to me not familiar amundsen or not there's no d at the end amundsen amundsen yeah yeah amundsen i'm not sure when you learn that or if you're just looking at like a a sheet or something and you're like oh yeah that's your real name yeah like Like, he's he's like in a list somewhere and actually lists it out because in the game everyone calls him barrett like you just know him as barrett right right but Mm -hmm. amundsen and i looked this up uh it's a norwegian or danish name which also I would not have expected. Uh, it's a personal name. Amund is the more common, I guess, version. Uh, it comes from Old Norse. Get this? In Old Norse, it's Kugmunder. Q-G-M-U-N-D-R. What? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce any of that. I'm glad that they went with Barrett instead of... Oh, yeah. Uh, Julimo in chat says pretty normal in Norway. So there you go. I I got a chance to visit Norway. I didn't meet anybody with this name. Uh, But yeah, it's an interesting name uh, and an Mm -hmm. interesting guy. There's not a ton of information, as with a lot of these companions and characters in the game. It, It seems like there's a very specific amount of information you get about them. You can do like the personal quests. You can four of them are romanceable uh there's there's a variety of things you can do but a lot of their details are just kind of hinted at we don't get a full breakdown of the characters and their full lives we get these little insights into who they are kind of like in our our last episode so dave where where do we want to start with this i mean (laughs) it's kind of hard to to come up with what what barrett is because barrett seems like just a a businessman 
like a, a, yeah. a, an easygoing. Yeah. Well, like there's no like real. He doesn't have parents that are um, uh, like connected in any way. Like he is just a cool guy. Just a cool guy. You know? Well, he's intelligent. You can tell he's an intelligent guy. He's kind of suave. He's a little bit older. He joined Constellation in 2305. So he's been part of the organization for a considerable amount of time now. He's been around longer than Sarah was because Sarah joined in 2320. So he was part of Constellation for 15 years before that. He spent time uh, working and researching and uh, he seems to have uh, at least an education. Like he comes from some educated physicist kind of background, but we don't really get the details about that. He worked for the UC. Um, but again, it's like we get these little glimpses, but we don't really know like what specifically did he research? What was he actually doing for them? Why did he leave them to join Constellation outside of just, well, he likes to explore things because that's what Constellation does. A lot of this stuff is, is left pretty vague, you know? Right. And, and really, uh, and for a lot of these characters, we're just picking up with their their them joining constellation of of the the knowledge that we know. Uh, you know, unless their family is really still alive, um, like uh, Sarah's or like um, Sam Co. Um, you know, we're not. We speculate that like the Great Serpent and the House of Arun may be in the DLC, so we haven't. We don't know of any of Andrea's family. It's all kind of separated from that constellation history that we know. So uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of looking over a lot of the details of Barrett and and just like interacting with him. He seems like the most Han Solo-y character that we end up meeting in the game. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Well, he's got like that suave kind of experienced takes everything in stride sort of thing. I mean, you meet him very early in the game, right? Like mm. things go down at the mining colony, and he shows up. And you take out some of these, you know, bad guys. And then he's like, hey, take my ship and go. I've got this. And then he gets stranded there and then you have to come back and get him later. Um, it, but it seems like he just kind of rolls with it somehow. Like it, there's like he it's the kind of personality that feels like, OK, whatever happens, I'm I'm capable. I'll take care of it. It's going to be fine. He's got that kind of confidence about him, you know? Right. Uh, I agree. I agree that there is. And it's interesting because like where where you see him for the first time is he has this rapport already with Supervisor Lin. And you, you learn through the game that he's actually worked for Supervisor Lin before he even joined Constellation. So I, I'm imagining that they're part of that Argos mining group. He's doing jobs for her here and there. Um, it, he, he feels like a smuggler in, in that aspect of like he has to kind of like play the part wherever he goes and not necessarily like impersonate or, or um, you know, lie to people like that. But he has to kind of, as you say, roll with the punches when he comes to um, uh, achieve his goals that he has with the group. Yeah. So he's also a very interesting character because there are some instances of things that happen with him that don't seem to happen with any of the other characters. First of all, he's you're not the you as you the player character are not the only character in the game who can get powers because Barrett can get powers. And this is where things are going to get a little spoilery. If you haven't gone mm -hmm. through his personal quest lines, if you haven't done that stuff, just be aware we're going to be spoiling some stuff. But through that quest line, he gains one of the star powers. This is like his little side quest you go on. He gains the power as well. And then he can summon alternate Barrett into your reality. 
and they have this conversation and through that conversation you find out more and this is one of the few instances where you really find out much about him you find out about this alternate version of him who is still married he in our reality he gets married and his husband is killed and there's this whole story about what's going on with him which actually kind of fills in some of the details and maybe some of the holes of things that Barrett may have been involved with as well um, and so in our in our reality Barrett is now a bachelor again he lost the love of his life and he's just kind of rolling with the punches in this other reality he's settled down he's married they have an adopted daughter and uh, there's this weird kind of dynamic there where you meet your alternate self, but they're living that life that you kind of wish you had, had things gone a little bit more smoothly. It's a really unique way to play with that, that power and that dynamic and see how that can actually affect things, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, and his, how I ran into this character was I, I didn't, when you have the, when you start the game, you can get a number of different perks to help you gain influence with companions. And so by the time I was finishing up the game, I hadn't gotten very far in the companion quest with, um, with Barrett. But when I came back and I was starborn and I went to him, he was like, Hey, yeah, um, let's go find my artifact temple and um, I want those powers. And he went and he was like, oh, here's this other version of Barrett. Yeah, I have a, a husband and a daughter. And I'm like, that's incredibly interesting. Um, and then that made me want to gain the affinity with Barrett to do his side quest because it's all about um, what happened with his husband and why his husband ain't around no more. Yeah. So let's talk about his husband. His husband also has an interesting name, Irvin Madani is the name and uh, I'm pulling some information from uh, the Starfield fandom wiki on this because they have a good synopsis of this and it says uh, Irvin is a or was a biologist and physician from the Freestar Collective who was recruited into Constellation during the era of Aja Mamasa's time as chair of the organization. So this again goes back a few decades. Irvin was one of the first people Barrett met after joining Constellation, so they met on the job, that sort of thing, and moved into the lodge. At some point, the two fell in love and got married. In May of 2309, Irvin Madani was hired by Hephaestus Mining Company to eliminate and eliminate an apex predator, which was causing the company grief in a specific mine, H363 on Gagarin. He was assigned to work for Dr. Helgai Hoxson and successfully completed his assignment on the 1st of August, 2309. However, and this is where things get kind of messed up. When the mind subsequently, words are hard sometimes, ran into trouble, the company filed a claim accusing him of knowingly and illegally killing a creature, quote, critical to the survival of the Gagarin ecosystem, blaming him for catastrophic economic and ecological issues occurring on the planet. Irvin sent an encrypted message to Barrett when he realized he was in trouble begging for Constellation to send help. Unfortunately, Barrett missed the message. He misinterpreted it for an encryption that was uh, a causality of interstellar communication, something about communicating at long distances and the encryption confused him. He wasn't sure what this was. Uh, Irvin was killed in a crossfire between the UC and the Freestar Collective troops before his trial. So he didn't even go to trial for this. It seems like he wasn't really guilty. It seemed like the, the company was leveraging this for personal reasons and kind of threw him under the bus. But then... He gets killed in the conflict. The legal summons for Irvin's trial were received the day after his funeral. 
his accounts on Gagarin were seized as compensation for the damages to Hephaestus, but his other assets were spared due to his death. Um, he specialized in botany, and so he actually did some of that work while at the lodge and uh, would carry plants around on trips with Baird for years. Um, and he would name them and those other there's other little details about his his plant interest and that kind of thing. But this is what happens in our reality is that he basically gets screwed over. He, sh- he I guess he was a gun for hire in a way to take out these creatures that were a problem. But then they were like, OK, well, now that we killed them, that's also a problem. So we're going to sue you or whatever. It's pretty messed up. I, I would be interested to see what. You know, if we're going back, we're doing these iterations. Like, what is it iterations where the companions never had their like life altering occurrence and they were just like a part of constellation? Like, yeah, Barrett's husband's still alive. Sarah didn't lose all those people on, um, on Cassiopeia, Cassiopedia, Cassiopeia. Um, <laughs> if that, if that didn't happen, what that would, what that would look like. Cause it seems like most of the companions have a defining, uh, the companions I'm talking like they're all werewolves or whatever. The, these, the, con- the members of constellation, I will call them by their God given passport name. Um, <laughs> they all have this kind of defining characteristic of, um, almost a little bit of a tragic backstory. And so I, I, I Knowing that Barrett has this other form and then Barrett's backstory that you're always with, like, what would that even be? Like, how would would they still find Constellation? I guess Barrett would because he was already a part of it before he had his husband died or whatever. Yeah. Well, I would assume both of them would still be around and part of the organization. We would have gotten to meet Irvin and their daughter, kind of like Sam Coe and his daughter. They'd like they'd be around. They, they would have been living at the lodge. They, they would have been there. Um, but the mm-hmm. version of our reality, that doesn't that doesn't happen. And so right. we, we get this this terrible tragedy, which is, again, it's just briefly described. It's it's like kind of this minor thing. But it clearly has an effect on the character because he ends up meeting his alternate self, which in, if you look this up online, there's Barrett and then there's Barrett question mark and Barrett question mark is alternate Barrett. That's what he goes by, at least in these online wikis and forums and things where people talk about it, that it creates this weird dynamic. Like, and we'll get into this in some of the, uh, the questions after the mid break, but there's that weird thing about like meeting yourself like there's multiple levels to that, like meeting yourself, talking to yourself. How does that even what would that even feel like? Secondly, seeing an alternate version of your life and something that happens in a way that you probably would have rather your life gone down that path. You know, like how does that make you feel? How do you how do you live with that? How do you like that totally feels like you got thrown under the bus also in lack of better expression, right? Like. Life could have been good. It was good for other Barrett, but your life not as good. Like, how do you just roll with that and don't feel totally screwed over by just circumstances? And I feel like that's a part of like, he's the one character that can because of his personality, like of, Mm -hmm. of having that role with that attitude of having that attitude of like, well, here I am now. Do you think it's like a chicken and an egg thing? Do you think he was always like that? Or do you think that this was his way of dealing with tragedy and just realizing, like, you know what? I don't really have control over these things, so I just have to kind of roll with it. Or is it a psychological, like, is he masking? Is that personality his outward personality to everyone else? But deep down, 
and that's just a show like it still haunts him i would imagine it probably does I, like i'm i'm not quite sure because going through his companion side quest where you're tra- you're tracking down the details of of the story for for his husband um he he seems to want justice for that and that's his that's his closure i'm not sure if it's if this is something new that he's gotten since his since his husband died if he's got this perk after his husband died you know it's like it's like a wacky wasteland perk like tragedy strikes you become more confident right congratulations Um, i'm not sure whether whether it's it's real or fake but i i'd have to believe it's more real of his personality just because like the closure that he wants is what actually happened to this husband and once he knows that he's good he's with it then he's like all right let's summon me from another universe you know if you do it in the sequential order of the game that would be what he's you know you solve your life problems and you're like yeah i can summon a, a parallel version of myself that's happy sure yeah yeah. So some other details about Barrick. He's uh, he has skills, right? He's got some skills, but he's got some sweet skills. <laughs> as with all these companions you can bring on your ship, uh, he's a Starfield engineer level four, uh, particle beam weapon systems level three, robotics two and gastronomy one. I think a lot of this plays into his physics background and understanding of science and engineering and that kind of thing. Um, so that's pretty cool. He also definitely has opinions. If you bring him around on the main quests, um, there's a lot of things he likes and a lot of things he doesn't like. Dave, do you have any any of these that like stand out to you the most? Or I mean, we, we don't need to read through all of them because that would take a while. But, you know, like uh, if uh, Barrett likes it, if you tell Mateo, got you beat three artifacts to your zero, then say, I agree with Noel and Andresia like. He likes he a typically little bit likes of that a attitude. joke, and, yeah, and yeah. that's that's typically if if the dialogue option is a joke. So like I think back to like um, Dragon Age Inquisition, they had a, they had a bunch of different dialogues and like the way that you could it, it was more of the tone in which you can say things um, that you could select, and the middle option wasn't necessarily a neutral option. It was like a here's my sarcastic a hole response to this. Like it's uh, so when you have those kind of uh, comedic moments he tends to like those better which is typically when i do a first playthrough mm-hmm. i want to say the funny thing you know yeah yeah so if you go to his temple during the whole thing where he gets his powers uh there's a line where you could say i got powers i'm awesome now and he likes that right like he likes that certain like that's a little tongue in cheek i think i don't think that line is meant to be like look how awesome i am like you're just gloating it's more of a just like i got powers i'm awesome now haha fun fun funny joke you know that's the kind of mood i think that he's he's pretty cool with um but he's not he's he's definitely a man of science not so big into religion like if you say things like it was a religious experience it truly was a temple uh, he's not into that that side of it he's like "Uh, maybe there's more going on here than just like oh it's religion so religious experience like he's he's definitely one for exploring and and looking at information in the data again his physics background that kind of thing so, all right. So that's that's Barrett. Any other thoughts on Barrett or or Barrett question mark or Irvin before we move on with other stuff? Um, nothing, nothing else really. I I always want more. I always feel like I want more. Like, give me more. I want more details. Like, I feel like that we stop a little short on these companions. So I'm excited for DLC to kind of like give them more time to spend 
Because like the stuff you learn from companions is them going through and, you know, mentioning about stuff um, like they always have comments. If you bring them along on missions, they have unique comments about where they're at and, and or what faction like you, you get to learn a lot more about them. So I'm, I'm interested to have more opportunities for Barrett to drop a little nugget of knowledge on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these characters are a little bit light in the detail that we get about them compared to some other Bethesda games. Although that's not always the case. Sometimes they are pretty right. light and we don't get a ton. But they're, they're the most situationally aware of what they're doing and where they're at. But yeah. th- that's one thing that I will say is the, the like flavor dialogue that they give is actually really interesting. And that's where you learn like the old oh, Barrett likes chocolates. Like, right. like he doesn't he doesn't give you a soliloquy of like and i really like the dark chocolates because they feel good on my tum tum like <laughs> right right i like dark chocolate too uh, or like sarah mentioning that she played in a band like it's one little throwaway dialogue that dialogue right. dialogue line that just kind of shows up um so right. we should have done this with sarah uh their voice actors are also very important to the way these characters come across so i looked this up that was in the different universe we did yeah. that with sarah it's just you're here now it's a whole thing right Right, right. So Barry Wiggins is the voice actor, also actor, actor, because most of his credits are actually in TV series and things like that with a lot of these kinds of characters. And I've I've reviewed the voice actors before in like Fallout and Elder Scrolls Lorecasts and talked about some of the, the characters and voice actors that show up. A lot of them have a very long history of doing video game work. Um that's different here. Barry, Barry, not so much. Starfield, he gets credit for. That's his most recent project on imdb that shows up but you can go back to i'm scrolling all the way down you can go back to 1982 where he was first in ashes and embers and then knots landing um and if you scroll through this he has a he's very much a character actor who shows up in an episode or two of a specific show or series and there's a lot of stuff that a lot of people recognize fresh fresh prince of bel-air married with children star trek voyager lewis and clark remember lewis and clark um (laughs) the x-files he was a a character in the x-files the uh uh roswell tv series um scrolling through uh the oc he was in the oc as agent steve perlman he was uh, in the oc and he was in beverly hills 90210 so like all of these like southern if next he's gonna say he's in laguna beach yeah <laughs> i don't see that one on here um no i'm just like, that's a it's speculation a, yeah yeah uh that was in the alternate universe you know right jag my name is earl um, there's some others here close to the top. Oh, the one other video game thing I noticed on here was that he was in Mafia 3 as additional voices. Um, but he also played Papa Bear and Goldie and Bear for 11 episodes. I guess that was a kids cartoon thing that he was a part of. Uh, but lots of different stuff, lots of different characters throughout lots of different TV shows, which is really cool. Which makes me wonder, did he decide to shift into more video games? Are we going to hear this voice in other future video games? Not just Bethesda titles or Starfield DLC, but like actual other stuff? Maybe? I don't know. Maybe so. But he did have a very familiar voice. He was one of those characters that when they showed up in the game, I was like, I feel like I've heard this before. And I probably have across many different TV shows over the years when he just showed up as a character somewhere and I didn't even realize it. So... Yep, a lot of that stuff going on. All right, well, we've got some questions, some discussion questions and things to discuss. But first, we have to go thank our patrons. So don't go anywhere. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, here we are in the middle of the show where we get to thank our patrons. And Dave, we've got two new patrons that showed up this last week or two. I love new patrons. That's new exciting. patrons are great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Dr. Andy J, I'm just going to say J for last name, and uh, Danielle, uh, Daniel V. We'll just go with Daniel V. I try to try to be careful with people's last names. Uh, welcome to the Patreon. I'm so glad that you are here. I hope you were enjoying all the benefits that you get from the Patreon, including ad-free episodes and t-shirts and things like that, depending on the tier that you sign up for, of course. And also a reminder that we have a patron episode coming up next week. Usually we do these on Mondays, so Monday the 26th. So if you are a tier four or higher patron, you're welcome to come join us. We can talk about whatever you would like to join and talk to us about. There's a number of you on there. Um, We only usually get like a few patrons who show up, but there are lots of people who have already signed up at that level. You're again, welcome to join us. Plus you still have time to sign up by the time you hear this in order to join us on there. Uh, And we have to shout out our space lord, Commander Marcus Shepard. Thank you again for your support. You get shout outs every week. Um, I like it. Yeah. Also, you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. So if you leave a five star review, we'll read that out on a future episode. You can rate the show on Spotify. You can join us on the Robots Radio YouTube channel where you can look at our beautiful faces while we talk about this in a video format. All sorts of fun stuff. So thanks for being here. Thank you for your support. And let's move on with some discussion questions. All right, Dave. So I know you've got a question about the whole Barrett and Barrett question thing. What if there's a third one? Barrett. So we're just going to go through different, different punctuation at the end of the name. There's Barrett and then there's Barrett question mark and then there's Barrett exclamation mark. Be like Barrett colon would be like Barrett. Barrett. Like you're going to say the definition, uh-huh. but you'd stop uh-huh. or, or, or Barrett ellipses like Barrett or Barrett uh, tilde like Barrett. <laughs> Is there a Hispanic one that has the question mark at the beginning, the upside down one, and then the other question mark at the end? Uh, it probably sounds like Barrett. Yeah, I don't know how to do a Hispanic <laughs> accent for Barrett. I'm not. It's probably pretty <laughs> similar. I'd imagine so. Um, <laughs> yeah, my my question is. Um, so Barrett introduces a parallel version of himself uh, into the story. So my question is like, what would you do if you met a parallel version of yourself? You know? Yeah, no, this is a, like, this is, this is not something I expected. It, it, it maybe should have expected it once we got far enough into the game to realize that there's like this multiverse thing going on and these powers and some of the powers seem to transcend the multiverse probably should have expected this would happen at some point but i just didn't when alternate barrett showed up i was like wait what really really (laughs) and then you get to talk to both of them and we're like okay all right but yeah it's a good question like dave if you were to meet an alternate version of yourself like if all of a sudden you were somebody was just like, hey, you've got the ability to just do this thing and summon 
an alternate version of yourself just into the same room you're in currently. You can talk to them for like five minutes and then they'll disappear or whatever. Would you do it? And if you did, what would, would that be super, I mean, it's, it's gotta be weird, right? Yeah. I mean, that would be super weird because like, you gotta think about like, I don't know, I, I, you know, I think about what because the whole multiverse thing is big right now due to superheroes and so you gotta think about like inflection points so i'm trying to think back of like what could an inflection point be and i remembered that i did get pretty close to the job in college where um i would have uh been living in alaska um pretty much doing a bunch of like wildlife and marine conservation mm-hmm. um, i have an uncle still, like, who uh, worked for the national firefighters who lives in alaska and has for decades yeah, yeah. So my question is like, what would I talk to Alaskan Dave about? You know, like what, yeah, would, that, Alaskan what, would, Dave. what would Alaskan would you, Dave would Alaskan Dave have gotten married? I at that point I, I knew my wife, so I mean maybe, but maybe, like yeah. what like does Alaskan Dave just have the full beard? You know, does Alaskan oh, like what's probably. the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got, does, yes. Does Alaskan Dave podcast because you know Alaskan internet like does what's going on with that? So that's my, that's my first question, but I don't know. Like if you're meeting a parallel version of yourself, there's, it's not like going back in time because I feel like if you, if you're happy with your life and you go back in time, you're not really going to say much to yourself. You're going to be like, you're going to do great kid. Yeah. Just keep, keep, keep it up. Keep it up. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. If you're anything, like miserable or whatever, you're going to be like, do not eat the green eggs. Don't eat them. Just yeah. don't yeah. eat the green eggs. And so it's different from that where it's more like, here are two versions of yourself independent independently operating like you don't really have any advice for each other because you're just so you're, you're on the same path i guess you know what i mean yeah yeah i would imagine like uh, there's definitely inflection points in my life there's like i could have gone very different career choices at some point i could have like heck one of my bands might have taken off and i would have gotten a record deal uh chances are that would have screwed everything over because the record industry sucks and probably would have just owed hundred thousand dollars to a record label later on uh but like yeah, like but yeah like what does that actually look like like how does how does your life play out differently um there's i guess on a more fundamental level like when you look at somebody else when you look at yourself in the mirror there's a thing our brains do where like oh that's me you don't view it as like an objective other person, like, you know, like dogs looking in the mirror and they get confused and they think, think it's another dog. It's very right. hard to be objective about ourselves, even when we see ourselves in video or in a mirror or something like that. But can you imagine actually seeing yourself in the room with you interacting in 3D space, looking at the way that you move and interact and the way you talk and the proportions of your own body and just like, oh, yeah, I really do need to lose some weight or, you know, like right any of and, that. and the memory like your memory of yourself and other people is also older like especially for people you've known a while like my dad i remember my dad without gray hair and when i think of my dad my first picture is my dad without gray hair yeah yeah has gray hair yeah this like, is a very real thing we we tend to keep older versions in our mind of people and and right. it's only every so often that we actually look at somebody close enough to update that picture in our heads and be like right oh wow they really do have more gray hair or like they got a little more wrinkles around their eyes than i've noticed in the last few years or whatever and so you do that yeah. to yourself too of like when you look in the mirror because sometimes you look in the mirror and most of the time if you look in it for a long enough you're like man i'm old now 
Yeah. Like, yes. You know, right. No matter what right. age you are, but like, it, it you takes know. it takes very specifically doing that, right? Like you have to be right. in the moment and actually be thinking along those lines. Otherwise, you just kind of glaze over things. You're just like, oh yeah, familiar face, familiar face, and you do that with other people as well. But I would imagine seeing yourself in the room with you would be an immediate moment of like, oh, that's what I actually look like. Oh, that's what I actually talk like. That's who I. This is how it is to interact with me. I, I think, and I think you would have that because, like, you know, from podcasting and, and lists like people are like, oh, a lot of people that I talk to are like, I can never podcast because I hate listening to my voice or people that I like run something through with and I do an interview with or record and they're like, oh, I really don't like listening to my own voice. But we've been doing it for many years. Yeah. yeah. And so we're used to it now. We're used to how our voice sounds and we're we're comfortable with how it sounds. And so I think you would be uncomfortable. Like there would be a sense of uncomfortability within the room if you're just standing right there. So I, I kind of see what you're saying in that, in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be super weird. Now on to the other thing that happens with Barrett and Barrett question mark Barrett. Uh, Barrett. Barrett finds out that Barrett has been living the life that he really kind of wishes that he would have had. Um, and so, like, your life's gone pretty well. My life's gone pretty well. There's not a whole lot to complain about. I mean, obviously, everyone has their trials and tribulations, but we're still here. We're doing things that we love doing, and we've got families and all of that. Like, things have been pretty good. But can you imagine meeting somebody else and then being like, what about maybe things that you never even expected? Like, oh, yeah, I ended up with this opportunity that you never even considered. And my life is really good. And then that person leaves. And then, like, how do you sleep at night going? Oh, I didn't even real. I might have messed things up and I didn't even realize it. Things could have been way better. So, like, going down this path of logic, I think it's more upsetting for I think, you know, if two parallel versions of yourself meet and one of you is definitively better, like, you know, all like the the one version of you is like, oh, well, all of my dogs died in a horrific car accident. Now they're all dead. And then the other one's like, oh, all of my dogs are still alive and I love them so much. Oh, and by, by like the way, one of them is now an Internet star and I make millions of dollars a year taking pictures of my dog. And you're sure, like, I never yes. even considered doing that. But that seems crazy. But I feel like if I'm the one with the dead dogs, I'm going to be going to bed at night and being like, well, you know, at least a version of myself is out there just like living it up. So you would feel great. Good for your alternate self. You wouldn't feel jealous or sad about the world. If I'm the guy with all the alive dogs and the Internet celebrity dog or whatever, (laughs) Uh I'm going to go to sleep and I'd be like, oh, shit, there's a like there is a version of myself that's out there that doesn't have this, that all there is just this person out there that all their dogs are dead, you know, like yeah. <laughs> that's like an existential thing at that point. So I feel like when it's, it's the opposite of like, Oh, you want to, if you're already like down, you want to get more down if the other person's up. It's like, it would kind of switch out, you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's what, what my logic would tell me. Yeah. I, I suppose it would be very different for everybody. And also depending on where your life is and what regrets yeah. you have, or, you know, like, Oh, I should have, you know, I, that was, the, there was that one girl that I really had that crush on and I never did go up and talk to her and then the alternate version you is like happily married and you're like to that person and you're like oh so i guess i should have talked to her you know like i'm sure that doesn't feel good on that level but 
I guess it depends on where your current station in life is. Like, do you still feel pretty satisfied with the other choices that you made anyway? And you, then you're just like happy for that other version of you or like, well, I'm glad things worked out for you in a different way. I got what I got my stuff too. So it's cool for both of us. I guess if right in the case of Barrett though, like he lost a spouse and never got to know an adopted daughter. Like those are big hits. Like there are, there are the things in our life that tend to affect us the most. Um, uh, marital stress and problems and, uh, the death of loved ones, uh, losing your job. Like these are the kind of some of the big things that happen. And I bet most people would wish that those things never did happen given the choice. So seeing an alternate version of yourself, that's happy with that. You know, I guess it just depends. It depends on the individual. That's true. Would you try to kill yourself? I mean, <laughs> <did> I, <laughs> uh, well, okay. I get probably no. I, I mean, I don't. I don't want to kill anybody. Like, but would it be like you see an alternate version of yourself, and it's just like quantum mechanics, and that's how that works? Like, do you think you could defeat an alternate version of yourself in in combat? Oh man, I guess it just depends. It depends. Are we exactly the same age? Am I in better shape or worse shape than them? Uh, I, the shape doesn't matter. This are is they all... a psychopath and I'm not because I will definitely lose to the psychopath version. Right. Of I, me. I'm thinking about like Rick and Morty kind of kind of level of like there's there's all kinds of different characters of the versions of the Rick and Morty. Right. And there's like based on whatever there's like power levels or whatever. That's what I'm thinking in my head of like what's the most powerful version? Like where are you on the scale of most powerful toms? Like are you towards the top? <laughs> are you towards the bottom? Uh... Are you like like and not just like brawn i'm talking brain i'm talking like overall like the, the, you know political economic <laughs> right? power um like what's your power ranking i think no i think i'm a pretty average version of myself i think uh yeah, there are definitely the some baseline? things yeah. there are definitely some things that i could and uh, you know there there i've had some trauma in my life I, I i have a feeling as i get older that that those things help affect me psychologically more than i ever thought they would have at the time um you know like you carry you carry forward things right like there are things that just like define who you are and sometimes they make you stronger but sometimes they wear you out and i feel like i'm a pretty good mix of both um there might be a version of me that actually did better with some of that stuff and like came out better equipped and less worn out from certain personal things. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I'm thinking back and I remember when I was a kid, I um I went to karate lessons and then my parents asked me if I would rather stay home and watch Pokemon or go to karate and I said I'd rather watch Pokemon. And so there's a version of myself out there that went to karate. <laughs> right. And so like I don't yeah. know if I could fight him. I don't know if I would probably win, not he karate. Yeah. No, I don't know karate. Ka- that's karate. Dave karate. Dave's going to kick your butt. Karate. Dave would kick my ass. Cause you're Pokemon Dave. Well, yeah, I'm Pokemon Dave. I'm, you know, the, the, that's who I am, but, but Pokemon Dave have... would beat karate Dave in a Pokemon game. I mean, that's true. If the, if, if the competition was like tight matchups, got him. <laughs> there you go. Got him. There you go. So benefits and drawbacks. You get both to get a little bit of both. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy the the dichotomy of like <laughs> here's the trauma in life. Also, karate lessons. Karate lessons. You got it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Some. You know. Then then on top of that, there's all these other little things that like you never would have thought of. Like things like oh, that one time that I just didn't get hit by that other car on the road because a drunk driver was driving past me. I I didn't notice, 
but this alternate version of myself was in a car wreck and now that person can't walk or whatever you know like hey wouldn't it suck if you like summon an alternate version of yourself and then they're just a dead like you're just dead <laughs> you just said like the dead version of yourself yeah. oh it's like, also there's gotta me be a bunch of those there's gotta uh, yeah. be a bunch of those yeah yeah oh man i mean uh, in it okay so if we can get into crazy <laughs> stuff like if if the multiverse is infinite then there's every version of yourself that could ever possibly there's president version of yourself if yeah. you could ever become president there is what if barrett summons a dead version of himself he goes oh, to God. go cast the power oh, and just summons a dead body <laughs> flailing about it's just like it's just like it's just Spawn standing up and then just flops to the ground. <laughs> it's like, oops, <laughs> sorry, dead me. <laughs> or I, I also like one out of every one hundred uses that power spawns a dead parrot. Right, <laughs> just kind of like, right. I also like, like president yeah. version of you would be would be weird. Like, if that's it, that, that's the trick with infinity. Is like technically anything's possible because given enough enough like rolls of the dice then every version of things will be happening but i think that there's still certain things that are just 100 percent impossible like on some level there's like the combination of things just will never hit a point where they play out in a certain way right like because right, like, time is not unlimited if time was unlimited yes but a time is limited right so like if, if if it was 2024 in every alternate version of reality you're never going to have a version of reality with you doing something that cannot physically be invented or created until a later time period in every reality does that make sense right and um, you're also equipped with tools that like it depends on if you were born rich or poor or like everybody has a initial starting point for life you know, and then, but right. then you could go back and say alternate versions of your parents. But then are you even born? Like th right. the point is, it, I think yeah. it's safe to assume that when you're born, that's the that's the that's the one. That's the central point. That's the central point. point. Right. Otherwise, it's not really you anymore. It right. would be an alternate version of you because like maybe your parents are from a di have a different background or whatever. Well, that's still that's not really going to be you. That's going to be just right. another kid that they had. Um, so, yeah, I think it has to go back to at least all instances up to your birth are identical which means that there are still limitations for how your life could play out like you'll never right. so ever I can't be, be the i can't be the queen of england right like i just couldn't right. be I, I couldn't be the queen of england right or or uh, alternate dave uh female version of dave is not the same dave it's a different person because genetically you would have been distinct enough to not be the same person right well yeah, yeah, kind of yeah I think at some level, like some of that stuff, I don't know. It's confusing. It's it's kind of right. crazy. Um, anyway, that's just it's it's kind of a mind bender, weird stuff. I would love to hear your thoughts. Let us know what you think. Is it weird to meet yourself? How would that play out? Would you be jealous of uh, an alternate version of yourself that was better off, or feel bad for one that wasn't, or like how would you handle that? Also, is, is it just me, or is physically touching your other version of yourself super weird? Like I don't have any problems with like. Like, Dave, if you and I were meeting, like, giving you a handshake, a hug, a fist bump, be like, hey, man, it's Dave. Hey, nice to meet you. But if I saw an alternate version of me touching my own flesh on another version of me, it feels super weird. There's something in my brain that's just like, oh, that's so weird. Would you feel weird about that? Yeah, I'd be like, I know what your armpits look like. <laughs> I know what they look like. It's weird. It's weird. I think some people would feel more comfortable with it because they're like, oh, that's just me. Yeah. I, the question I want everybody to walk away from this episode with is, could you fight the karate version of yourself? 
<laughs> the karate version of yourself. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good you question. Could. That's a good question. It'd be happening. Right. Right. Yeah. I would like to meet the uh, PhD version of myself, the one that went on and did like science or something and knows a lot more about something very specific that I don't know about. Be interesting to find out how that went and what they know, you know? All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for our Barrett episode. Uh, thank you for joining us and for being here. Chat, thanks for being here as well. Um, sorry about skipping the last week. It was nice to have a week off. We kind of needed some oh, time we did. Off. We recorded an episode last week. What are you talking about? Did we? Oh, we did. We did. We didn't skip a week. I'm, I'm blending this together with some of my other shows. You're Tom? I'm, it's an alternate version of myself. This is the Tom? show that we missed instead of the other shows that I ended up missing because of... Anyway... Uh, thanks for being here. We'll be back next week with a patron chat on Monday night. So you're welcome to join us if you're part of the Patreon or if you sign up for that. And Dave, I'm sure you've got other stuff to share. Yeah, I've got Rad Rolls. Uh, it's on all podcast services. It's a follow tabletop role playing game podcast that you can listen to as we play it. Uh, we're doing a big, it's a big Western shoot 'em up theme. There's some, there's some bad strangers coming to town. We got to bait them up and poke them in the eyes. Ba- you know ba- I mean? Bait them up gonna mm-hmm. bait them up and poke them in the ass oh yeah yeah go check out rad rolls also you can check out my shows robotsradio.net for all the different links you can join us on the robots radio discord you can send us snail mail at well we don't have an address so don't do that uh but thank you for being here we'll be back next week early for our patron episode on monday night and then uh we'll see you then so stay safe out there and if you meet an alternate version of yourself Learn karate. Make sure that you know karate, I guess. All right. We'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this show. Did you know that parodies are copyright protected? Tell a friend and review on iTunes or other services. Dave and Tom excited for Starfield. Let's all speculate and wear no shoes. Hey, why aren't we wearing any shoes? Because shoes rhymes with iTunes and that's the best I could think of. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.